NRL now, TNT Express, proud sponsor of the Vodafone Warriors. And we're joined now by the voice of Radio League for so many years. Uh, and now happy in radio retirement, except when Goran and Darcy ring him up and pester him to come on the airwaves with you. And uh, Alan, we're always pleased when you do. Welcome back to the airwaves. Thank you, Darcy. Good to be with you, mate. So let's uh, look at it more holistically and oppose just what happened yesterday with the Bulldogs from your comfortable position, the way the Warriors have trended up gone up and down and up and down. Now they're looking down the barrel of a possible eight finalist. How are they placed right now, do you believe, Alan? Oh, I think they'll play in the finals. Um, it would be a tremendous effort um, if uh, the West Tigers, who are their closest challengers, could make up a deficit of minus 44 points. I mean, you consider the West Tigers have got to play South in their last game. Even if the Warriors drop their last two, I can't see them missing out on the playoffs because I think West Tigers have got a tough job to get there anyway. So at the moment, there's only four points covering the top eight sides and probably the tightest competition we've seen in the last 20 years. And I think that says volumes for the way that the season has gone. It's uh, anybody's game. Anybody can beat anybody. If you don't turn up with 13 or 14 of your 17 squad on a day, you're going to get your uh, bum smacked because there are sides with enough good players in them in this competition that can beat you if you're not mentally prepared and ready to fight for every uh, tooth and nail. I was absolutely convinced that no one was going to be able to touch the Roosters or the Storm or the Rabbitohs. Last couple of weeks says maybe I was wrong on that one. It's levelled. What, what do you think that is? Why do you think these top teams are starting to come down and touch the bottom, or is it just a case of, as you said, it's that tight? Well, the top five sides have all been knocked over in the last two weeks, apart from the Sharks, you know. So it, it just shows you, and, and no one's talking about Cronulla at the moment, but they're starting to play some good football, got a lovely balanced team, a lot of young players and veterans with the like of Gallon and company, you know, and there's, there's just nothing between some of these sides. And I think, you know, when it comes to the playoffs, it's a, it's a different competition and there are other factors involved in playoffs that you don't see in the regular season. And one of them is the way that the referees... Uh, probably I'll use this word carefully, are instructed to uh, referee in the in the finals. They tend to be different than what they do in the normal season. So the pace of the game goes up. The play the balls are, are looked at a lot more closely. They're scrutinised. And some sides sort of dominate the play the ball area. But a lot of that's taken away from them if the referees are prepared to referee a certain way. You know, so... That's an area that you've got to look at. Secondly is probably injuries, and we've only got to look at the weekend to see what happened to the Melbourne Storm. Four key players injured. Uh, uh, all of these sides have got to hope that they can get through the next couple of games with their best roster intact. South Sydney have done a tremendous job to be where they are without the likes of uh, Greg Inglis in particular. You know, And then the Dragons had a horrible run, but I've got some confidence back. Penrith, well, they're just hot and cold. You just don't know what you're going to get from Penrith. And the Broncos and the Warriors are, at their best, are capable of doing damage. It's just one of those competitions, does. Yeah, Alan McLaughlin, McLaughlin joining the program. It, it is super tight. Let's look at the Warriors specifically. They went on a great run at the start of the season. We all know that. Fantastic start. Since then, uh, very hot and cold. Uh, and the, probably the issue they're going to have is, can they actually string together several wins on the trot in order to bother them at the top when it comes to the finals, the semifinals and the like? Do you think they've got it in that consistency? Alan, what do they have to do to secure that? Well, if I looked at the competition and the way the teams above them, and particularly the teams in the top four, uh, 
I probably think that the Sharks probably could be a bit higher than where they are, although they're on 30 points. The points differential puts them sixth. I think they're potentially the um, the fourth best team amongst the top four. You go the Storm, the Roosters and Souths. Now, I think those three sides in particular, if they bring their A game and the Warriors bring their A game, I, I don't think the Warriors' A game at this stage of the development of this side is good enough to beat those sides. Uh, they would have to play, everybody would have to play, all 17 would have to play their best game. So I think it's a competition that will probably come, you know, with a grand final winner out of the top three, with the Sharks as the one that worries me a little bit in the middle, and the Warriors and the Broncos are just going to have to find something special and hope that the, all of those things I've talked about, confidence and injuries, good luck with the bounce of the ball and referee style of football, is going to favour them over the remaining rounds of the competition and the playoffs. They have some areas in their game, Alan, where they're particularly strong, where you'd like them, and plainly the, the running metres of Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, for example, they, they've, they've recaptured that offload form of years gone by, which is wonderful. Could you tell us, from your view, other areas where you think they're very strong, and contrary to that, where do you think they can fall apart at the drop of a hat? Where's their weak point? Well, I think the focus of the Warriors was always been at the start of the year that for them to be contenders, they had to improve their defence. Now, they've done that tremendously well in a number of games, none more so than the great victory against the, the Dragons at Mount Smart. You know, the defence that day was incredible. You know, and, and lots of sides have defended like that in this competition and have been pinged by referees and that. And as, as I say, that's an area I'll be watching when it comes to playoff, whether they police that area the same way. But there's been times when their defence has gone to sleep and they've conceded a lot of, some big margins against some of the better sides. So that's a worry for them. As I said, you, you want everybody in your spine to fire. I, th- I thought in the weekend we didn't get the contribution from Isaac Luke that we should have. I think he made one run that was of, of, of note. Yeah, and those are the subtle things. So getting their defence right has been an improvement. And the defence in this competition amongst the sides, say, five, six, seven and eight, there's not much between them. It's pretty tight there. Uh, and an attack, the Warriors have... They've played well in attack, but at times it's not really sparkled like the Roosters or the Storm or, or Souths. And that's an area where they look as if they get a bit confused sometimes on attack. Um, although they, you know, Blake Green's done a great job, at the same time, I think he can sometimes sort of blunt their attack by taking the play across field and not allow people to run straight. See, they tried to bust through the Canterbury defence in the weekend through the middle, and they were never going to do it. And I, they just didn't go to the outside edges enough. So they've still got a, a lot of things to do right and hope that some of the things they've been doing wrong don't sort of come back to haunt them. You mentioned their defensive lapses and communication. We know that's one of the biggest things. It's the ability of guys to talk to each other so everybody knows where they are and also be very present, for want of a better phrase. And it's all obvious to see that almost something just turns off for a couple of beats of a second. And that's all you need in the NRL for a team to run straight through. How do you remedy that, Alan? Uh, it's it's hard to put your finger on that. You know, that's just lack of concentration and focus by individual players. You know, in uh, the weekend we had, you know, guys that would normally make tackles just didn't make the right ones at the right time. A lot of sides have sort of targeted uh, Solomon Carter, who's made a big improvement in his defence, but still is vulnerable. Uh, they, they can get him on the outside if they can get him to stay still. And, you know, there's certain areas where every side has a weakness in defence, but there's a, there's a couple of the Warriors, I think, that some sides run at. So they're just going to have to work on that. And I, but I think you know other players like Ken Malmalo, for me, who's been the most improved player all season, he's, he's up to his defence. And 
you know, so there are players. It's, it gets down to a mental attitude on the given day, and you've got to come with the best attitude. And you, you could look at, I suppose, some good luck and some bad luck. It does come to bear, doesn't it, Alan, in, in games of league? I saw the situation with Fusatua yesterday when uh, he got stripped of the two Morris guys by the way the, where the ball bounced. I think same with Akim Mamala. There was an incident there. It becomes sometimes, sometimes a wee bit of a lottery, and you just have to suck that up, don't you? Well, it's the bounce of the ball, isn't it? You, and you've got to have a bit of luck whether you like it or not. You know, it can go a funny way, the, those oval balls. And um, you just don't know what's going to happen. So, as I say, you've got to sort of cover it up. And I've watched a lot of fullbacks this year not judge high balls and let the ball bounce, and they're paid for it. So we'll just have to wait and see. Tohu Harris will hopefully be home. Sorry, Alan's weighed in there, but Tohu's hopefully going to be back in the next week or two. How important? You'd suggest he is one of the keys to progressing further in the finals once well, they get there. First of all, I've got to hope that Blake Green can get through this week. He's got a cork thigh, short turnaround, and again, the draw for the NRL is all over the place. I uh, just don't see how they... I think they've got to make a decision. when They should redraw the draw with five rounds to go so that those sides out of it don't you know, sort of interfere with those sides that are in with a chance. Uh, whether that's manageable or not, I don't know. But um, as I say, you know... They've got a. This will be a test for the Warriors against the Penrith side who got beaten at home last week. The Warriors got beaten away. Short turnaround for the Warriors and not quite as short, but a, an extra day for the Penrith side. This will be a, a crunch game. And then Canberra, you never know what Canberra can do. We saw on the weekend how good they can play. So, be yeah, a lot to play for. Um, and and it's you know it's just been a tremendously interesting season watching, just like it was watching the great racehorse Winks win in the weekend. I can't go without giving. Here a bit of a, a line, Darcy, and I just you asked me about whether the Warriors could win the premiership. Well, I would say that it's a, they've probably got about as much show as Chris Waller has as being named Sportsman of the Year. Who's Chris Waller? He's the trainer of Winks, Darcy. <laughs> he's the tra- and he's in New Zealander, Darcy. I'm, I'm not so, but, completely out to sea, Alan. So Winks has now taken Black Caviar's record. It's now 26 on the trot, isn't it? Excuse me. 26, the pun. yeah. Yeah, over Chris 25. Waller, Chris, Waller's done, Chris Waller's done an amazing job. A New Zealand trainer winning the jockeys, you know, the Sydney Premiership, you know, as a trainer. And what he's done with Winks, arguably one of the greatest horses of all time, the way that she's won her races. Um, someone's got to nominate him for the New Zealand Sportsman of the Year. All right. I'd consider Who's it going to be brave enough? Well, no one listens to me anyway, Alan, so I'd be wasting everyone's time. Maybe you could have a crack. Yeah, possibly. And go the teams of the Fox Memorial so you can aura through to the final and how I can point Chev to battle it out next week for a place in the Fox final. Yeah, no, I still snake over the back fence. I'm over in the Glenora territory now. Alan, you'd be pleased to know I kind of follow premiership winning teams. I don't know how that works. Good on you, mate. Thanks very much for your time as always. Not a problem.